0: Welcome to the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. I'm Kyle Brost, a strategist and changemaker. I'm the CEO of Spark Policy Institute, founder and principal at Choice Strategy Group, and contributor to Forbes, Thrive Global, and Influencer. I lead at the intersection of strategy and impact, where I turn ordinary individuals into strategists and change makers. Let's get started. Hey, 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 this is Kyle Brost with the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. Today we have on a fantastic guest, my first singer. So I'm excited to, uh, to hear about her journey as a music artist and some of the amazing things that she's done. Her name is Gabriella. She was a quarter finalist in uh, the French Voice, the season five. Uh, she just produced her second album in February of this year. And she started the violin at the age of six. So she has done some amazing things. Um, She was a backup singer for Sarah McLachlan and has kind of traveled the globe singing and performing for people. And so I'm really excited to hear about that aspect of life and what it's like to be a performer. Gabriella, welcome to The Artist Strategic Reaction. Thank you. Am I your first singer for, for real? You are. You're my first singer. Am I
1: your first musician? also
0: yes that's yeah.
1: great
0: wow i've had some hobbyists on who are singers but no <laughs> professional singers or music musicians cool. yeah definitely so gabriella tell us a little bit about your background i mean i gave high level so you've performed you got to you got to participate on uh the voice um you've kind of traveled the globe performing you've produced albums you've uh, done backup singing for some pretty big names how yes. did it all start
1: well, um, just like you said, it all started when I was six. I remember I was uh, seeing this show uh, called, um, the, the The woman performing was Angèle Dubois. I don't know if you know her, but she is a really great violinist, one of the most famous violinists in the world. So I was sing- I was sitting front row with my mom, and I looked at her. I thought her violin was so beautiful, and I told my mom, mom tomorrow i will have a violin please so the next morning we went i had a violin in my hand and i started playing but when you start it's really the sound is not really good at all so i told my mom uh, i made her a promise please mom tell me every time i don't want to do violin just tell me rem- make me remember uh, the discipline i wanted to have and i want to be i want to be the greatest violinist of all time so every time i didn't want to do it i was hiding in my room and my mom was like gabriella remember you told me to 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 make you not give up so now come back so i did that for six years and it, it took me six years to be kind of good and to learn the instrument and now and after that i i wanted to play all the time uh, but I also like to sing, but I didn't want to say it because you, you know, at six, all the girls want to be, or a princess, or an actress, or a singer, and I thought it wasn't original, so I wanted to start violin. But uh, I knew that uh, singing was uh, was one of my passions too. Am I, am I speaking too fast? No? <laughs>
0: no, no, you're perfect. I'm, I'm thinking um, there's a couple of things that I was thinking as you were sharing this story. I mean, one, just how young you were when you had this kind of vision or dream and wanting to pursue it. And I think that it's really interesting that you actually asked your mom, to hold you accountable, even at such a young age? Why do you think you, at such a young age, were willing well, to be held accountable?
1: Well, this is the luckiest part of my life, I guess, because um, I, I, I have a lot of, uh, uh, how do you say that in English, the the contrary of qualities? Uh, is it default or something like that? Um, weaknesses <laughs> or, or whatever, but, but... Sure,
0: weaknesses is one yeah, way to say it.
1: Weaknesses, but... One thing I have is um, the power of mind. When I see something in my head, I got to have it. And that's the thing that saved me. And that's the thing that's keeping me uh, doing what I do every day. And I'm really lucky that I had this at six. I started to write songs at eight. And I saw all these shows in my head I wanted to do when I would be 20. And, uh, you know, when when you read uh, books about uh, success, uh, what they tell you is that uh, visualization is the most important thing. And this is what I had first, and this is what what gave me the the, the opportunity to now sing in front of a thousand people.
0: So I completely agree about the importance of visualization. What I think is really interesting about what you're saying is – The thing you were visualizing was so far in the future, though. I mean, you just mentioned that some of these dreams you knew you wanted to have when you were maybe in your 20s, and yet here you are, you know, six, seven, eight years old, even if you're, you know, at the point that you're 12, you're visualizing things that are so far in the future. How do you stay focused and committed to those things when they're so far in the future? Well, when,
1: when that's something you hold on to is so important to you, um, it's kind of easy to stay focused because I heard music everywhere. Um, even the microwave, I, I, could, I could hear the note it was doing. So it was always coming back to music all the time. I, I had trouble to focus at school. I was in a science school, and math school, and I was so bad because I was always writing the lyrics, not focusing on, on what was important at school at that time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, music was so in my head, honestly. If, if I didn't have that, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, so I decided to... Uh, to uh, be in uh, music school after when I was 16 uh, so during three years uh, I studied uh, music recording uh, how to perform the business school and everything and I had a plan in my head that after school I thought I would sign and get famous and everything but it, it didn't quite happen like that but it happened that uh, be- uh, better things happened I'm sorry so hey, you're good. Just, just to tell you, when I did my, my music school, I wasn't able to speak a word in English. So now it's been six years I speak English and you are one of my first interview in English. I'm really uh, happy about that. I get the chance to uh, to practice a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Well, you're doing phenomenal.
1: Well, thank you. I want to be better, okay. though.
0: <laughs> well, so here's so there's an interesting element that I'm that I notice here. So. When I asked about how you stay focused on these long-term visions, you talked about how important it was to you, that it was kind of this thing that was just built into your nature. Um, and I, I think that a lot of people, they haven't identified that thing yet. And so they're they're trying to get committed to, to all sorts of random goals that aren't really built into who they are and so they're missing the the one element that thing that's built into their nature that they really could be pursuing and engaged in for a long time. Yeah. Because they're they're just they're I don't know they're pursuing things that maybe are flashy to them, that they think they should be pursuing but aren't really of interest to them. Well, it's and it's true that part- when
1: you have a passion first, it's a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. Well, the part that's really interesting is you had a passion for violin, but you also had a passion for singing. And yet you um, you didn't pursue singing right away. And tell us again why you didn't pursue singing right away. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I thought it was an original. Everybody wanted to be a singer. But the thing is that I wanted so bad to be a preacher also. I will tell you why. I was going to church every Sunday, and I I was looking at this the preacher, and everybody was staring at him, and I was just like, I want to be on stage with him. I want to be I want to be speaking so everybody could hear me. Uh, so I I really had this uh, this passion also for for. Uh, well, I wasn't shy to, to be on stage and everybody was looking at me. I, so I decided to study to uh, become a, a preacher helper. I, uh, I don't know all the terms in church, but I was working uh-huh. for the church. And so I discovered also that, okay, I, I, I want to be not just a violinist, but also a performer. I, I, I feel really comfortable in front of people.
0: Well, so I think there's a really important lesson for people in this story that you're telling. Um, And the lesson is, so yes, eventually you did pursue performing and singing and playing violin, but there was a moment in your life where you chose not to pursue something that was a passion to you because of outside perspectives or influences, because you didn't think singing was original.
1: Exactly. And finally, I decided- So you chose
0: not to, to pursue that.
1: Yeah. And I decided to combine both after- I, uh, I, I said to myself, I like this, I like that. So let's combine it. So this is why I'm playing violin and singing at the same time now.
0: Well, I love it. How did you get over that barrier though of of letting this sense that it wasn't original prevent you from pursuing it? How did you get past that?
1: Um, it, it all started when I went to Costa Rica. I broke my finger and I didn't bring my violin. I was uh, I was there for six months, um, and I missed music, so I decided to, to to start singing, and I I loved I discovered the, the love of singing so bad then when I came back I didn't know if I loved uh, my violin uh, no, uh, still, so. Um, and plus, I discovered that um, no matter what, I didn't want to be like anybody else, but I, I really l- enjoyed it. And uh, later, uh, no, uh, none of my friends wanted to be a singer no more. So um, I was just like, okay, even if for me, it's not really original, let's start it and let's do it in an original way, my own way. So this is why I started to write songs also.
0: So I think that is actually one of the best stories and examples. Uh, One of the things that I talk about is how sometimes these, these really big passions of ours, these purposes of ours, are discovered in our periphery. So not right where we're looking. So we're looking straight ahead and we think we have this goal in front of us. And yet, if we're not looking to the sides, we might miss these other opportunities. And so you going to Costa Rica, not bringing your violin, Uh, discovering your passion for singing and having it be, uh, you know, kind of revealed and part of you is a great example of discovering your passion in your periphery. So not right in front of you.
1: Exactly. And when I discovered it, the next question was more important. Uh, I asked myself, why do I want to do it Uh, what do I want to do? Do I only want to be a performer on stage? Oh, thank you, everybody. It was a great night. Or do I have a message? Do I have a vision? And uh, this is what I'm still uh, learning and searching every day. Why do I do that? Do I want to do that for the right reason? And so this is why I decided uh, that uh, songwriting was um, my way of uh, showing my ideas. For me, singing is good. Doing violin is good. But uh, doing something you wrote, I think it's more powerful because you really get the chance to express the whole part of you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think there's just a part of human nature that wants to create. And I don't, you know, it's different for every person. So some people create music, I create uh, tools and content and, and um, frameworks and models for people to be able to work through problems, uh, you know, other people create homes. So I think that there's just this this element of human nature that wants to create. And so I think it's amazing that you got to that place where you discovered it's not about the singing, it's not about the violin, it's about what I can create.
1: Yeah, exactly. And everybody can do that. Uh, just like you mentioned, uh, every part of life, every second is a creation. You can decide to go this way or that way and every every second you choose so for me creation is the same I can decide to I can decide music creation is the same this is the same sorry I can decide to do jazz or rock I can start a chorus like that I can decide to sing in English in Spanish in French I can decide to take my violin to only do a cappella it's all possibility plus I can decide to give a message or just describe a situation for me the possibilities are exponential all the time and uh, sometimes it's scary because you have too many opportunities too many uh, decisions to make but uh it really works your um, your focus and your real intention um And you realize after every song you write that you still haven't got it. And I think most of the people, even Paul McCartney, maybe he's still looking for the the right song he wants to write. So music has no end.
0: Absolutely. And I think that there are two important questions that have come up. And the first one that you mentioned was asking why, why you want to be doing something, why you are doing something. And then this theme that we're on right now of what am I creating? And I think it's an such an interesting question to ask ourselves every day. What am I creating today?
1: Actually, that this is exactly uh, the truth. Uh, when you 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 listen to most of the artists, and you you like you love artists for one reason because you know their purpose, even if it doesn't show right away, they have a purpose. Some doesn't have some don't have sorry and uh they they won't last last for long the, the one that lasts uh, even not just artists but the 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 succeed the success for me uh is the purpose of what you're doing
0: that's awesome and one of the things that you talked about is you know when you have this kind of passion there can be a lot of things to do. There can be all of these possibilities. And as you start to accomplish some of these dreams and passions, you start to see that there are so many possibilities. How do you narrow it down when you have so many options and you have so many things to, that, to pursue and to, you know, so many different songs to write and so many different venues to perform in and so many different, uh, you know, types of music to produce and all these possibilities? How do you narrow it down and choose which one to pursue today?
1: Well, I start my day by meditating uh, on what I will do today because I know that my brain can go go into so many directions at the the same time. I need to meditate uh, just to breathe. This is really important. And um, because I'm traveling a lot, uh, I'm going to United States, I come back, I live in France, but I also live in Canada. The fact that I'm always traveling, um, it's hard to to stay focused on what I'm doing. So um, I always start by um, just taking um, every activities that I'm doing in different part, for example, I want to do one hour of violin. I'm not looking in my phone. I'm not answering anybody. I'm just doing my one hour, and then I want my creation done. So I'm doing one hour of creation. Um, uh, so I think working on the ability to to um, to um, how do I say that to cut these moments mm-hmm. and to not uh, do several things at the same time yeah. uh, is a, a really great uh, tool to have
0: yeah, absolutely. for everybody. Yes. And, and so, you know, what you're really talking about is the ability to focus on something without a bunch of distractions. Exactly. And so part of the way that you're doing that is through meditation and actually, um, there's significant research coming out about the importance of meditation um, or the value of meditation in a variety of forms. So it doesn't you know, have to take on the form of listening to a bowel or something like that, but really just the opportunity to eliminate distractions and control your thought process for a moment. And by doing that, you eliminate all of these, you know, different directions. So instead of chasing a thousand different rabbits, you can focus in on one key element. And just a, a small note. So I have three, uh, three small children. So I have wow. uh, three boys.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, it's um, hard to focus with three boys.
0: <laughs> it is. Well, and the thing that I find fascinating is it's hard for them to focus because they are alive in a world where there is just constant... Noise, um, you know. There's always television. There's always internet. There's always phones. There's always video games. There's all, all, always constant noise. And so, one of the things that my wife and I have been doing is we try at least a few days a week at the end of the day to just spend five minutes as a family just meditating, just just sitting, so that our children can learn how to focus their minds. Versus just always running and being distracted by all of the noise. This is perfect.
1: This is perfect, and this is harder and harder to do.
0: It is, and that's my worry: is if we don't do it now, will my children develop the ability to focus their minds as they get older? If we don't teach them now how to focus their minds, you know
1: what I'm doing uh, twice a year is that I go uh, in the forest uh, in Quebec. It's called an hermitage. So you just go in the forest. You have a small house, uh, just to have a bed, a table to write and, uh, wood with fire. And you have no electricity. You have no phone, nothing. And for, uh, four days or six days, six days, whenever you want, uh, you just hear the silence. You, you write. And then after, when you come back uh, to the, the society, you realize how loud we are and everything is going so mm. fast. And this is against the real creation. So, yeah, it's really important to take this moment to remember that silence is more powerful, powerful than noise, <laughs> than sound. Yes. And, and music yeah, is silence absolutely. too. You can find beautiful music it, yeah. in silence.
0: I agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's what's funny about that is, uh, so you probably don't know the United States real well, but I grew up in a state uh, called Wyoming, and it's one of the larger states, uh, but it's the least populated. Really? State. Yeah. So, and I'm not I'm not too far from there, but I live in a city. I live in Denver. Um, yeah, Denver. But as I drive, yeah. So as I drive to Wyoming every now and then, so we go back, you know, every couple of months as soon as i cross the border i have this like relief because i know that i'm one of the only people there there's hardly any traffic the towns are all really tiny and so it's just this funny moment as i cross i feel like this all, all of the noise as i cross the border just kind of falls <laughs> off and it sounds really it sounds really yeah. silly but it's one of my favorite things because i'm getting away from this urban and the noise and everything mm-hmm. and i'm just getting to a place where uh, you know, cell phone service is terrible, and I don't have to, you know, be constantly bombarded by things. And so, the idea of, yes, getting away from it and just appreciating the silence is such a valuable experience for all of us. And yet, so few people find the time. Yeah. To and it.
1: it's not even uh, just noise, it's also energy. You need to feel the good energy. You know, I was in Las Vegas, I, I couldn't stay for more than three days the energy of the of people and the place was so intense that uh, it affects mm. you it's it's proven that uh, it's proved that is it it's proven or it's proved i never know it's proven, proven. it's proven that, uh, that 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 it exists this energy when you go back to the roots of nature uh, you 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 get to, you get a a field of energy a field of energy that's uh, that can last for long so yeah i agree and when you you are surrounded with good people uh, people that have goals bigger than you have then you can uh, you can just uh, create your big bigger goals and um and I wish I could speak French right yeah. now. Oh damn! <laughs> I have so well, yeah, many thoughts, and it's later. so hard to express myself. <laughs> well, you know what? I will fix my my next goal, uh, my next drive. Uh, I want to be uh, totally bilingual. So I will see you in one year, and uh, we will see if I if I made the progress I wanted to make. <laughs>
0: All right. Sounds like yeah. a plan. I actually, what's interesting is um, my director of finance for one of my companies is French uh, and her name is Sabine. And I almost thought about having her on the podcast just in case. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so we could have had a, that, a translator, oh, that, but you're doing phenomenal. So it was totally eating, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, it'd be totally unnecessary because you're doing uh, amazing. And- So, in in terms of this energy, as you were talking about energy, I thought about, and I don't know this because I'm just thinking about it right now, so it's not a fully vetted (laughs) thought of mine. But I was thinking about, I I wonder if because we live in this world where there's so much kind of noise and loudness and energy going, that people feel like they have to be constant, like they have to get even more of it. In order to feel satisfied, because they're just constantly getting all of this noise and loudness, and so in order to create contrast, they have to try to produce even more. So it has people running around with all of this stuff, trying to do more and more and more because they're in a place where it's That's so loud. So
1: true.
0: And I and wonder when
1: when you decide yeah. to 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 take a break when you work uh, for a few weeks. Uh, people will look at you like you're crazy or you will start to feel guilty because you feel like you're doing nothing. But actually, it's occidental mentality that doing nothing is doing nothing. When you do nothing, you do something mm-hmm. and something more powerful than, than working.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's this mentality that doing nothing is doing nothing when the reality is that doing nothing actually is doing something, yeah. especially for you, your, your, your mental energy, your, uh, you know, your physical energy, just the, the idea that doing nothing for a period of times for a period of time can be, uh, tremendously valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do it. Um, I'm, I'm traveling, I have shows, uh, when I'm alone, uh, I tell myself maybe I should create, maybe I should play maybe I, I never stop to think about what I should be doing and uh, I think everybody's trying to 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 find a way to just relax and not think about that. Um, yeah.
0: this is there's- this is a
1: goal <laughs> for most people uh-huh.
0: and it's hard to do. Yeah well I love it. I think there's something that could easily be. Dismissed or or not caught in this conversation is uh, the idea of being brutally honest with yourself.
1: This this so, is hard to do.
0: <laughs> it is it is. But I was thinking about it when you were talking about you know as a kid wanting to be a singer and yet dismissing it because too many other people were were doing it um and then as we get to these places where we're kind of running and running and running and feel like that's the only way to to be creating and to be productive and i just wonder if there's these moments of silence where we just have to be brutally honest with ourselves and confront ourselves about these things
1: it's sure that a lot of people don't do that and the fact is that we hear so much noise that we cannot think about this, this thing most of the time. This is why I like music so much because when people go see shows, they can just listen to music, not think about everything else and they sort of feel released. And this is why I, I, I love what I do is because I, I I'm not... I cannot give advice to anybody I can i I, I can't I, I'm not a speaker but when I do music people are releasing themselves this is why music is so beautiful
0: yeah I love that so this uh this conversation has gotten a little heavy which is okay there's definitely nothing wrong with that but I am curious
1: <laughs> yeah before
0: uh, while we have time I am curious what's it this is a total shift in conversation but what's it like? To perform on a show like the voice
1: oh that was intense um i, I remember uh, i was singing in a bar in paris um and uh, i it was my first time in paris uh i told myself that i needed to find somebody that could bring me uh shows or just that could Make me sign in a label. Uh, I was really focused on that, and I was singing in that bar. And there was this guy uh, in the room. Uh, he went. He came to me after, and he asked me if I wanted to be part of the Voice. So, oh, that was not the kind of deal that I want. So I said no for six months. Be- oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted to write songs. I didn't want to sing. Uh, other songs that were in mine so i said no because i was releasing my first first album i was proud of it but after my first album got released um nothing happened because you need to have a opportunity to to um so people could hear your album and i didn't know what to do i was knocking on every door uh, of uh of TV shows of a radio, but n- nobody wanted to hear what I was doing. So finally, I said, "Okay, yes, I'm gonna try to do the voice." And because it was in France and not in Canada, I I I wasn't nervous be- nervous because I thought it would be somewhere else. Nobody would notice. Uh, people would wouldn't recognize me because I'm not known there. So I went uh, with innocence and when i did the voice it only lasted two minutes but after uh, the blind audition uh, has been seen more than 200 million views on youtube and now oh, it's wow. the most uh, seen audition uh, in the voice friends in the whole uh, seven seasons now and that's incredible that's that's surprising because i i not that I didn't want to succeed in that show, but I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I, I said, okay, so perfect. I'm going for five days in France to to try to do this. I will come back. I will do my thing and maybe it, it's going to work. Uh, but for the first time in my life, I decided to to not care about this just to do it like i'm supposed to do it for me it was just a normal show but i think this is why it was so natural that moment and finally uh, when uh, it went on tv uh, the whole canada knew it and uh, and for all of a sudden it was so incredible. I I was invited to perform in United States, Mexico, Canada, a tour in Europe, and uh, for all of a sudden, I was walking in a small village in France, and people were like, "Gabriela, Gabriela," this is really weird. You need to get well prepared when it's happening, because <laughs> because you need to know, um, you need to remember. Okay, this is great, but. What's my purpose? Just like we talked about. What's my purpose? Okay, I did the voice, blah, blah. Um, now I, I, I'm more known than I used to be. But but what's my purpose? And this is why now, for me, my my next album is really important because people know me for, for The Scientist, a song from Coldplay. And I love to sing it. I love this song. This is my favorite song. But now... I want to express my own song and I want to tour the world with my, with my songs. So, yeah. so I realized a dream uh, with the voice, but I still have bigger dreams in mind.
0: Well, we're excited to be a part of that and to see what's coming for you and, uh, and you know, purchase your albums and, and follow your journey. Uh, this is kind of a random question, but I'm just curious. Do you remember the first time that someone recognized you?
1: uh i remember um when i went to france uh, for the next step after the voice it was uh, after the blind edition uh, it was the battles and uh the 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 guy at the custom uh taking my passport and ask, asking me where i was going and everything he he told me Oh, my daughter is such a huge fan of you. Good luck, madam. Uh, and <laughs> I was with my dad and we looked at each other and we said, "Wow, okay, this is incredible. And we were in Canada, so uh, so so this experience uh, crossed the border and people knew it in Canada. this was, uh, this was the first time, I, I think, I think, yeah.
0: And how, how did I you react uh, to that? Three
1: days ago, also, three days ago, I, I got caught. I, I had a ticket, a police ticket, because uh, I missed a stop. And the guy, uh, okay. the police uh, man led me because he was just like, okay, uh, we are really proud of you and your village. So uh, good luck. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> so sometimes it helps me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, how, how did you react that first time? When someone recognized you and uh, and had good things to say about you, how did how did it make you feel? How did you react? Well,
1: it it feels good because I I felt like I did this show for good reasons because I love music, but I cannot imagine imagine what it does when somebody is famous for something he's not proud of. <laughs> oh, just like yeah. you know just like these things um i don't know if you have that in in united states love love story oh, yeah. when you are in the love falling in love with somebody else or something like that if you're famous for that it must be a different reaction but for me it's it feels great because uh, people know me because they have been touched by what i was doing so it, it feels great
0: yeah, I, I love that. And it's an important distinction because I, I think that there's some people out there that uh, would like fame at any cost without really recognizing that there is a difference between being recognized because you've created something meaningful and valuable uh, versus being, you know, recognized because you did, you did something kind of. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But, but if people, if some people are happy with that, with, with fame at any cost, it's okay. But I just don't think, I think fame, real fame comes, uh, after a, a real purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, so clearly you have a lot of drive, and you see bigger things coming. What are some of those bigger things you want to achieve? I know one of them is being able to produce and and play, you know, share your own music with with people and be recognized for those creations. Where do you see uh, Gabriella going? Where do you see your life <laughs> taking you?
1: Well, I know it may sound silly, but I wish sometimes I I could be like. In the public bathroom in United States or in France, and the person washing it stands right next to me, sings my song, and I'm like, "Hey, yeah, you sing my song." <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like this would be a, a a dream because it it would mean that 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 people that I don't know are listening to, 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 my songs. Um, but also I'm traveling right now to, to perform, uh, my own songs already, but I wish to travel even more. Um, uh, traveling for me is such a passion. I wish I could go anywhere to meet people, to, to feel connected, uh, in different countries. Um, but uh, I, I think the main goal, just like I, I talked before, is to, uh, to keep writing songs that are meaningful. And maybe, I know it's, it's, it's impossible, maybe, but I think every artist wants to change the world uh, in a certain way, um, just like Bob Dylan did, or I don't know, just to, to do something important that could, change minds and, uh, make people better.
0: Well, I love your passion. I love the reason that you're doing all of this. And I think that that will shine through in your performances and in the music that you continue to create. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to join me, Gabriella. I loved hearing about your journey and your experience and your passion. Um, one thing that the audience may not know is that I got to actually hear you perform, uh, in a couple of settings. So one was a, a small dinner, um, that we did and, and you performed for us and it was incredible. So for those of you listening, uh, go follow Gabriella, stay tuned with her as she comes out with new albums and find out where she's going to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if people want to connect with you, where, where can they connect with you and follow your journey?
1: Well, on YouTube, you can find many videos if you just write Gabriela, but my website where we can find everything is Gabriela.mu, just like music.
0: So it's uh, Gabriela.mu, mu.
1: Exactly, exactly. And if you want me to, to go perform at your city or... You have opportunity. Just let me know because it's just like thrive. You know, this person uh, that organized thrive saw me on YouTube and I, asked me to to uh, to come sing at, the, at at thrive event. So you never know. I, I love to travel and I, I I love to meet people that contact me. So so uh,
0: fantastic. So
1: don't be don't be shy to to just just uh, write to me. I answer to every comments. I try because because uh, i don't look at my phone too often just like we said i prefer real connection but i try to to answer to everybody
0: well fantastic congratulations on your success Gab- gabriella and uh, and best wishes in your future success we're excited to see where your journey takes you
1: well thank you so much it, it was really nice I, I i think i i got better at the end with my english
0: thank you <laughs> it was great throughout so thanks again Thank
1: you. It was fun.
0: Absolutely. Folks, this has been another episode of The Artist Strategic Reaction with Kyle Brost. Thanks, Gabriella, for joining us, and we will catch you on the next episode.